All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morali. I'll be your podcast host. And with me today is none other than Big Brian. Excited to have you on the show, Brian. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You know, it's always, always great to uh, hear your insights into the uh, political world and uh, what's going on with the firearm community. Uh, Brian, been watching the news lately. Uh, for the people that are just... Uh, just cluing in now, uh, we've had another shooting in Fredericton. I understand that uh, tragically two uh, two police officers and uh, two civilians have been killed uh, by gunfire. We don't know a whole lot about it at this point. Uh, certainly the firearm debate is heating up. Here in Canada, once again, uh, we've got uh, you know calls for action coming from all sides. Brian, I'd love to know your thoughts on uh, some of the things that have been happening lately. Well, I mean, Mark, it's, uh, you know, once again, some idiot has th- thinks that their level of anger and their level of, uh, of uh, frustration uh, gives them the particular right to express themselves violently and, and to particularly take the lives of, uh, you know, uh, two public servants who are just out there trying to protect people who want to come home to their families like everyone else. You know, it's disgusting. And, you uh, uh, and, and the worst aspect of this is that it's going to be used as a political uh, uh, issue to push an agenda that we all know has been pushed since day one. We've talked several times uh, on these podcasts that I believe that the Liberals want a complete ban on guns in this country. I don't think um, that today is particularly the day to talk about, uh, you know... Um, about whether that's an effective tool. I mean, it's certainly not the day to argue about it, uh, you know, on the online forums. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, let's let the bodies uh, cool and let's uh, let tempers cool and let's have a look at the details of the incident because we still don't know what happened. Um, but it's awful. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that people being murdered is uh, particularly, uh, you know, Preventable by simply banning an object. I mean, the you know whoever's mad could have simply turned the gas on and blown the building up or set it on fire, as as they do in Australia. You know, the mass murders that happen down in Australia tend to be the 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 weapon of choice has become fire. So the mass murders tend to happen with arson. Um, you know, so awful thing. And uh, you know, fortunately this time, uh, the police are are better equipped than they have been. They have better communications than they have been. And these events are very rare still. But the media loves them, and they gleefully dance in the blood of the victims, as does the uh, you know the 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 Liberal Party. And uh, they are going to use this as a wedge issue to you know get themselves uh, elected again because. They're doing such an awful job as a government that even a lot of longtime liberals are seeing that they're ineffective and are looking at voting elsewhere, either for Greens or for NDP, or some will come to the Conservatives. And uh, a wedge issue like this, some people will hold their nose and vote uh, liberal because they have a strong opinion on the issue of guns and they will uh, they, that'll bring some votes back to liberals, unfortunately. And, and so it's going to be used as a political issue, and it's horrible. I mean, it's it's you know, um, using death to uh, to push an agenda, and it's just very unfortunate, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I can tell you, I've seen I've seen a couple of things lately that uh, you know have not renewed my faith in uh, you know some of the political entities that are out there. Uh, John Tory. I don't know if you saw this one on the news or not, but you know, John Tory has uh, given an interview and. Uh, <laughs> 
in a radio interview, actually said that he is in support of confiscation uh, and that he's in support of uh, those within the firearm community moving out of Toronto rather than rather than saying. I mean, uh, the idea the idea that you would ask the finest group of Canadians uh, in the country to uh, exit a city because of the uh, things that they've chosen. Uh, you know, to enjoy and to uh, lawfully, you know, pursue in terms of activity. Uh, the idea that you would say to them, you know, why don't you just move uh, rather than stay in, you know, the proposal of bans, uh, the, the mere suggestion of confiscation as a p- possible strategy to deal with violence. I mean, like, it really it really does speak to the issue of, of you know, where are people coming from here? Like, I mean, like... Well, we, I, I was a John Tory supporter uh, when he initially ran for the province, and uh, I was a John Tory supporter when he became... Um, um, mayor of Toronto and, and I thought he had a fairly uh, logical sort of approach to his job and it, it turns out that he is a contemptible hypocrite and he speaks eloquently on topics that he has no knowledge of uh, and, and so to that end he is a self-serving politician like mm-hmm. many others and I understand that his job is to get reelected and that he's appealing to a certain base who will vote their ignorance. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is nothing he has said makes any sense. None of it will have any impact on anything. And the fact that the government's primary, uh, uh, you know, concentration with Bill C-71 and Bill C-75 is to uh, deprive lawful uh, property owners of their of their legally obtained property and to excuse violent criminals from their egregious behavior is so beyond contempt that it, it, it just is, is absolutely shocking. Um, the idea that we're going to allow gangbangers and, and uh, you know, shooters uh, to, to, to be punished less harshly and to have more uh, circumstances uh, mitigate their punishments, uh, meanwhile, we're going to hammer law-abiding gun owners harder is, is just so beyond the realm of, of common sense that it really... Uh, it, it, it's frustrating because you know you you discuss these issues with people that have a limited knowledge on the matter, uh, and some of the stuff seems to make sense to them. And but they equate bans with an absence of something. Well, you know we we banned fentanyl. How's that working? Yeah. You know we we banned uh, crack cocaine. How's that working? We banned uh, drinking and driving. How's that working? We banned lots of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do believe that we have a, a, a relatively uh, wise system of controls in this country, and we should, um, you know, as a community, we should support that. I don't, I don't have a problem with controls. I have a problem with what is controlled and how it's controlled, but I don't have a problem with the controls in and of themselves. We don't push the Second Amendment like they do in the United States, so we don't technically have the right to own firearms spelled out in our in, in the amendments to our constitution the way the Americans do so we don't have we can't stand on the right and say I have the right to bear arms um, but we do have the right to own property and we do have the right to defend ourselves and it's been proven in court that we do have the right to defend ourselves mm-hmm. uh, even with deadly force using firearms so you know uh, it, the problem is it's very difficult to legislate common sense and common sense seems to be becoming less and less common uh, <laughs> Canadians and Americans and Westerners are getting more angry they're getting more emotional they're getting more anxious they're getting more depressed they're medicating with uh, uh, mind you know psychotropic medications mind-altering educa- uh, uh, medications they're also using marijuana a lot more and I don't care if you smoke marijuana I'm a supporter of the legalization of it however it does have the effect of long-term leading to 
uh, psychosis and, and, and certain mental stability problems. And you can disagree with me all you want, but you'd be wrong. Uh, I've studied the topic extensively, and it's just a fact that the long-term use of marijuana leads to those things. So, you know, uh, as does alcohol abuse and many of the other uh, uh, misuse of, of uh, substances. So, you know, there's a lot more of it in society. It's, you know, so the oversight... And, and it requires a, a much higher level of responsibility. It requires uh, better uh, safeties in place. And I, again, I don't think there's anyone in the gun community in Canada that would disagree with that. You know, we want to enjoy our sport. Um, we want to do it in, in as unfettered a way as, as possible. Uh, I don't see that, I mean, if you can own one type of firearm, then what you own is really neither here nor there, and what the capacity of it is neither here nor there. You're either trustworthy to own a firearm or not. If you're not trustworthy to own a firearm, I don't want you to have a single single shot bolt-action rifle. Yeah. I don't want you to have a single shot shotgun. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if, if you're trustworthy to have a semi-automatic rifle, the detachable box magazine, then why can't that detachable box magazine hold 30 shots? Why can't that rifle have a fully automatic sear on it? If you're if you're going to use it at the club and it's for your fun and you've been vetted mm -hmm. and you've you're storing it properly and you're being responsible and you're trustworthy and your spouse has spoken up and your doctor's spoken up and the police support it, then I don't see what the issue is. Yeah. So and, you know, and, and, and you know what, and, and it, that that's that's something I would speak to. I mean, uh, I I would echo your sentiments exactly. You've got. If you if you're responsible enough to own one firearm, you should be responsible enough to own all of them. I, I think I think that the uh, step system of uh, eliminating certain things is probably m uh, more about a, a much larger strategy to eliminate all things Absolutely. ultimately, and and the 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 big bite of eliminating all guns, which uh, nobody wants to really tackle. Uh, is, is just because they can't. Uh, there's still too many people in this country that love guns. The numbers are growing every day. Uh, you know, you talk to the CFO's office, they'll tell you they can't keep up with the number of applicants that are applying for gun licenses for one reason or another, whether people want to uh, hunt or recreationally shoot or collect firearms or for the people out there that feel, you know, uh, like you said, maybe a little more anxious and nervous with the, uh, you know, growing changes, uh, you know, in terms of how, how safe people feel. And I mean, I'll touch on that subject because uh, like it or not, you know, nobody may want to stand up on a, on a chair and say that they want to defend themselves for fear that the RCMP is going to bang down their door and say, you, you know, that's not a, a lawful purpose or, you know, for owning a firearm in this country. There, there, there are going to be some people out there that, that believe that that's the case, that there would be some merit in owning a firearm and knowing how to operate one safely, uh, you know, as it relates to, you know, personal defense. Obviously, that's a bigger issue in the U.S. than it is here. Uh, but, I, but I have spoken to people that, that truly feel that way. And for them to say, like, look, the truth is, is there are people out there that do want to hurt you at the risk of sounding paranoid. I mean, that threat is growing on a, on a daily basis, it sure. seems. Uh, there there are people out there that I probably would have accused of wearing tinfoil hats a few years ago. However, in, in lieu of, you know, some of the uh, some of the immigration policies, uh, you know, as, as relates to allowing well, people to freely walk across the border. Irresponsible uh, immigration policies and, ir and irresponsible criminal justice policy. Yes. We don't have a justice system. We have a legal system. Yes. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's self-perpetuating. And there are probably people on the other side of the political spectrum who completely disagree with the ownership of firearms yes. with me, but would agree that we're worried about the same things when it comes to government overreach and and all this kind of stuff. I, uh, I find that the firearm is a symbol of independent thought and mm -hmm. independent action. 
Um, it's not a matter of, uh, you know, you know, you live in the middle of town in a high rise in downtown Toronto and you, you know, you still feel like you're out on the, out on the prairie defending your home from, uh, you know, from wild animals and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like that's, that's not it. But, but, but there is a mindset that goes with the responsible side of owning a firearm. It, as you were speaking, one other thing did occur to me, and I know that it's something that's, has, uh, uh, you know, governed my actions. I've collected firearms for a long time and I understand that there's great responsibility goes with them and that you have to moderate your behavior and show good judgment in mm-hmm. possessing these items. And, you know, how many times have you been angry beyond, uh, uh, you know, beyond being able to control your anger and you've just had to calm down and say, you know, if I punch this guy in the face, I'm going to lose my guns. Yeah. And, you know, well, when that's gone, what's going to stop you? Yeah. What are you going to charge? You going to throw me in the drunk tank overnight? <laughs> do your worst. What are you going to do? Yeah. Take my guns? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have guns. Yeah. So, what what's going to moderate the behavior then? Uh, uh, and and if you and if you replace that with hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of owners who may feel the same way, stop and think about what a difference in stats that makes. All of a sudden, you know, there's a hundred thousand people who, you know, they're not going to go out and kill anyone. They're not going. But you know. Their behavior, they don't have to. They don't have to moderate their behavior. Why do they have to moderate their behavior? They got nothing to lose. You, you, you make you, know? a re- you make a really good point. So, I, I, I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to over the uh, over the years that own firearms legally, uh, who have, as you say, you know, tempted, uh, been tempted to maybe lose control for a moment, but then reeled themselves in, realizing what it is that they had. Uh, you know, a chance of losing. You know what they stood to lose in terms Absolutely. of in terms of their personal enjoyment, their uh, therapeutic value, the connected to firearm ownership, and 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 and, and monetary investment. Uh, you know, like you don't just get to be angry and say whatever's on no, your mind as a gun no. owner in this country. It, it's, it's like being a police officer. Yeah, police officers have emotions too, and they get very angry about things. Yep. But they're not going to haul off and knock some guy out at a hockey game that their kid's playing. Not because they're just good people at heart. It's because they understand they have a responsibility to behave in a certain way. And there's consequences. And and there are consequences to that level of behavior. How many times have you wanted to haul off and just knock someone out for, you know, cutting in line at you in front of you at the the grocery store or being ignorant to you or your wife or something, you know? And and it's like, hey, you know what? You're you're ignorant. That's your deal. Whatever. Just walk on. Right. Take it. Take it one step step further. I mean, if you get it, if you get a good shove from somebody, I mean, you're still thinking in the back of your head what it might cost you if you lose control. Uh, and how how you may have to explain to wow. a law enforcement officer that attends uh, whatever whatever call for service where you're involved in a you know a physical altercation yeah, with somebody that, that you may have to that you may be made to you know justify your behavior to the point where it may cost you tens of thousands of dollars and and, and the knowledge uh, that you own firearms. Well, and, and right? the reality is is we do have a responsibility to be better. Absolutely, because it, because owning firearms is is a very um, heavy responsibility it's a responsibility to ourselves and to our families and to the public and and you know you just that that's what we do and and i just i see losing a huge element of canadian um of canadianness there you know um so i don't know you know i i I hope that this blows over but i don't see it blowing over no we spoke we spoke ages ago and i said to you i firmly believe that by the end of the liberal mandate that we will have australian style gun laws here you didn't believe me uh most people most people didn't i had my doubts i was being hysterical and uh, i'm i'm 
utterly convinced that this is uh, this is the road we're going down, and uh, and we will. And I'll tell you something else too. Mm. I don't think there's going to be any compensation. I think they're going to. Oh no! I think oh no! Are you, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. You know, for the people out there that are uh, living the pipe dream, uh, thinking that perhaps we'll be given some money. First of all, if they did try and give people compensation uh, in some monetary form for their firearms that uh, that are taken, uh, we probably bankrupt this country. If, if oh, Justin, absolutely. if Justin absolutely. Trudeau, if Justin Trudeau isn't already doing it, uh, that maneuver uh, would strategically, I'm sure, well, put, I mean, put Canada. How much, how much more bankrupt can you get? Can you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, I suppose know. so. And another thing that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, certainly uh, Justin Trudeau has been making some news. When he when he's decided to take a break from his vacation uh, out in Tofino, I'm, I'm so disappointed that I missed him while I was out there visiting BC. Uh, I went to the very beach. I'm convinced that he was uh, seen at uh, enjoying uh, surfing and sun when the country was in shambles, uh, looking at a tragic event like a like a mass shooting in a major metropolitan center like Toronto, Justin Trudeau was, uh, you know, enjoying himself. And uh, I think I think there was some kind of statement was released. Uh, you know, heaven forbid it should be a tweet. Uh, I'm not sure if that was the case or not. But I do know that uh, certainly this government is, is fond of uh, using tweets to uh, convey uh, messages, sometimes to their own detriment. And I think that's uh, something that I want to discuss right with you now is, is the Saudi uh, debacle that's going on. I mean, if India wasn't bad enough, uh, we're running out of countries for Justin Trudeau to piss off. Like, what's, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on what's going on there with Saudi Arabia, Brian? Well, I mean, I'm no fan of Saudi Arabia, and when uh, you know, I'm not going to criticize the government for um, calling out Saudi Arabia for their bullshit because uh, I think you know Harper called out Saudi Arabia. Uh, Trump called out Saudi Arabia. Lots of people have called out Saudi Arabia. Um, it's just that when you have no skin in the game anymore and you're completely weak as Canada is at this time, um, you know, we're in a very vulnerable position. And, of course, Saudi Arabia is just hammering us and, and we, we've, we're, we're on the ropes. We've got, no, we've got no ability to resist them. They're using us as a tool to show, to demonstrate to everyone how tough they are and and again we we haven't had a strong government so you know but i'm not going to criticize trudeau for um uh, for calling out saudi arabia on its human rights issues because saudi arabia should always be called out on its human rights issues and i was a big stephen harper supportive but when stephen stephen harper offered to sell lav threes to saudi arabia i don't think that's a smart decision i understand it's 15 billion dollars worth of work for canadian workers but it's uh providing arms to a repressive uh islamo-fascist state and uh so you know i, I uh, we're in trouble there's no question about it but um i, I i'm i'm not gonna criticize uh the government for um criticizing Saudi Arabia. I, I criticize them for mishandling it. They yep. mishandled it horribly. Yes. But the, in and of itself, their critique of Saudi Arabia is not incorrect. And, 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 and you know, we, we uh, like, uh, as a, I guess as a conservative-ish, as a libertarian, you know, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And it doesn't matter whether Stephen Harper or Justin Trudeau says it. So, you know, um, Saudi Arabia can go pound salt and 
you know, good on the government for telling them off. I, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, and you know, this is one of the things I love about you. You uh, you definitely uh, tell it without a filter and like it is. Uh, you know, it'd be very easy to just jump all over Justin Trudeau and say, ah, oh, he screwed up again uh, because there seems to be a surplus of bad decisions coming out of this government. But, I mean, the idea that, you know, he's decided to call Saudi Arabia out on some issues and it's uh, unfortunate uh, byproduct of that is going to be some, you know, strange relations and, and maybe an impact on the economy. Not maybe. It's going to have an impact. Impact on uh, on our ability to earn and and, and on Canadians. I, I definitely love speaking to you about subjects like this because I know I'm going to get a fair and honest answer, and it's it's not all one sided, and and that's one of the many things that I enjoy about talking uh, about these subjects with you. Uh, you know, and, and ne- never afraid to get uh, you know the real deal from you, Brian. And I really do, <laughs> and I really do appreciate you being here. Thank you so much again for joining us. It's uh, always a pleasure, and I'm going to shake your hand, even though people even though people can't see that on, on radio. I, I love I love having you on. Uh, thank you again to, uh, to everybody that's uh, tuned in and listened uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel we got some new videos coming up uh, thank you to everyone that's purchased the merchandise uh, from our official CGV Shopify account site uh, we've got new products coming up we've got some great ones that have been released lately that uh, people are enjoying and we uh, we really do appreciate all the support we get from you guys uh, and as always Canada don't forget to shoot straight stay safe <laughs>